What's going on, everybody? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, I love Evan, Matt, Jared, all those guys. I, I've I've known them for over six years now, and uh, they just went public. They're they're doing amazing things, and every single day they're giving hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars a year to veterans. Uh, they also just doubled down on Joe Rogan's budget, uh, really supporting uh, the First Amendment and free speech. And I appreciate that. Some people got some beef with Black Rifle. I don't care. Uh, they're good friends to me. And this entire country is based around uh, not everybody thinking the same way that you do. And here's what I know. They've been loyal to me. I'm going to be loyal to them. Uh, they're a great group of guys. They're doing stuff for the military community and their coffee is amazing. It really is. It actually really is good. They're ready to drink. Uh, coffee is what gets me through the day every single day. And that is the truth. So support a military owned uh, coffee company that has actually made it and everybody is a hater because they're not them but we love those guys and we're thankful for them their friendship and now their sponsorship on the podcast go to blackriflecoffee.com today All right, hey, what's hey. up, everybody? It is Monday morning, um, and it is daylight savings time. Uh, everybody, just can we all just agree as Americans? I know as Christians, Americans, as whatever you are, uh, atheists, Satanists, Scientologists, you worship trees in the backyard. I don't know whatever you are, but can we all just agree that this change in the time zone stuff is just stupid and it oh, needs to be gotten rid stupid. of. Can we just, I personally, I, I, I don't know which time zone I fall on. Um, I don't like waking up the time that I wake up and it's nighttime still. Um, and I also don't like that. It's uh, bedtime at eight o'clock here on the East coast and it's daylight outside mm -hmm. still. So I know that a lot of people like, it to be day longer i kind of like it to be day sooner <laughs> personally it's like it kind of wakes you up earlier in the mornings if you where do you up. fall do, do, do you like the fall back or the spring forward fall back you like i like fall back i like too. it brighter in the mornings that's me i like it brighter in the mornings Ooh, it gets dark so fast i don't care it's the afternoon it's the evening like to me that makes sense mm -hmm. right in my you, mind you wind down and I also think that if I have any veterans listening, I also think that the one thing I tell people that I have PTSD from <laughs> with the military is waking up at like 4.30 in the morning to have to go do PT and just having this pit in my stomach. It's like, it's nighttime. It's, you know, October, November, it's cold. Uh, and you just know that you're fixing to run like eight miles and you're just like, Ugh. and it's just, I mean, just nauseating pit in your stomach. So to this day, 
when I have to get up super early because I got to travel and like I have to get up at four in you the always morning. Think you're good to be doing that. Or even if I have a news cl- news hit, I have to do. Yes, I just get this pit in my stomach, <laughs> and and so I do. Maybe I need to go to counseling about it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm a fallback kind of guy. Uh, Alyssa is a spring forward kind of girl. Um, Alyssa hates the daytime. She 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 hates it. She's a she's a night owl. She comes alive at about five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm dead at five. I'm done by that point. I don't want to talk to nobody else. Um, I get my best stuff done from five in five a.m. to two p.m. Those yeah. are those are my hours <laughs> of of operating. No, I'm the same way. If if my most important things are not getting done in the morning, they're not going to get done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we film this show when we do. Some people film their podcast just whenever. Uh, it's, I, I'm not in a good mood after two o'clock, guys. It is four a.m. No, I'm joking. It is 4 a.m. No, it's not. It's not 4 a.m. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of my business calls are from people in different time zones. And the worst is people that are in uh, Pacific time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. So terrible. They're calling me at 8 o'clock at night, and it's 5 there. I've got a friend that lives in L.A., and it's like whenever we talk, it's usually super late at night because it's like he's getting off of work. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's easy for the people on the West Coast to say, ooh, I love Spring Forward. Well, that's because it's not pitch black night at 7 o'clock in the morning. This morning, for example, I said, you know what? I had a super long week last week. I had four speaking events and the Trump rally on Saturday. I'll get into that um, experience here in a minute. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep in today. I'm not going to go to the gym this morning. I'm going to I'm going to just rest, right? Cuz I don't do that very often. So <laughs> I rest by setting my alarm for 7. Wow. <laughs> like that 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 is my rest. And uh the alarm goes off at 7. I open my eye and it's nighttime outside. Mm-mm. Nighttime. It is it is not natural <laughs> for 7 o'clock in the morning it to be nighttime outside. See, I don't like that because I like to go jogging in the mornings. Yep. And it's nice to be able to watch the sunrise right when you're finishing. <laughs> yep. Can't do it anymore. So, you know, let us know. Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Are you a spring forward or a fall back kind of person? I am a fall back kind of person. So is Zach. Uh, Alyssa is a spring forward. I'm interested. I'm interested. I wonder what the ratio is going uh, to be there. Um. Okay. Let's talk about... Um, my experience speaking at my first Trump rally. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, people tell me it's a big deal and I get that. I mean, literally Lou Holtz is sitting next to me. That's pretty cool. I, d- dude, I was like, I was spazzing out that Lou Holtz <laughs> was there. Too. I was having all kinds of, you know, conversations and, you know, Lou Holtz is known for those of you who are not sports people. Lou Holtz, very famous coach, uh, Notre Dame, uh, ended up going to South Carolina at the end of his career yeah. uh, coaching, but he was an analyst for forever. I mean, it's, it's freaking Lou Holtz, right? It's football royalty, okay? I mean, he just Absolute is. legend. Absolute legend. And, you know, um, he's much older, so 
We don't know how much longer we have with Lou Holtz, but now I can officially check it all off the old bucket list there. Uh, Lou Holtz, and, and he's awesome because he's, you know, like a great-grandpa now. And so he's like classic great-grandpa. He's like the light of the room. He's telling jokes that only grandpas would tell. And he told this joke. He said, uh, he said, I ever tell you, I can't imitate Lou Holtz uh, speaking, but he's like, I ever tell you one about how to know uh, that your dog is your best friend, not your wife. And uh, I said, no, tell me, tell me this one. He said, well, I had this argument with a guy one time. He's like, no, 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 your wife is your best friend. He said, nope, your dog's your best friend. And he goes, no, my wife is my best friend, not the dog. And he said, okay, well, take your wife and take your dog and lock them both in the trunk of your car. Come back in about an hour and open it up and see which one's happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just cracking up like that the whole time. And Those are it, definitely grandpa jokes. It was great stuff, dude. I loved, <laughs> I loved it, man. Um, Anyway, so the Trump experience, uh, for those of you who didn't see the speech, a lot of people are asking, you know, where can they see the entire speech? So the rally, most people don't know because Trump spoke at seven. The rally is from like four to seven. So for three hours before Trump speaks, you've got all these other speakers that show up. It was me, uh, Lou Holtz, uh, Mike Lindell showed up. And so me and Mike Lindell are hanging out. <laughs> and, you know, Mike, you is, pillow? Mike is I have too many of the pillows already. <laughs> Mike is a character. Um, and, you know, outside of Trump, I would argue that, you know, and, and I say this realistically that me and Mike were the most popular people at the rally, man. Like we couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> me and Mike, it, it, and it, it's really humbling. I mean, it really, really is, man. Um, uh, but anyway, but like the governor's there, like, you know, like, like there's some big people there that are speaking, um, before Trump gets there. And so this was my first, I've been to a lot of rallies yeah, and I've had a lot of great access at the rallies. This was my first like all access rally. I've had VIP access pretty much to every rally I've ever gone to, but this is my first all access. And so <laughs> I've never been more grateful to have the VIP treatment in my life than I was at this rally. Because I've been to every rally. I've been to rallies in stadiums. Yeah. I've been to rallies at airports before. I've been to rallies in Florida where a legit, like, monsoon, the bottom falls out. It's just raining on everybody. And Trump's circling in the air because he can't land and all this stuff. But this time, it was a crisp 32 33 Saturday degrees. Was, I mean, I wasn't there, but it was cold up here. And 25 mile an hour winds. Mm -mm. And we are at an airfield. Okay. There ain't nothing, nothing covering nobody up. And so, so here we are. We, we show up. Alyssa's dying already. Like, like oh, yeah. we step out of the truck and Alyssa looks like a lost Eskimo walking around at this Trump rally. Nobody's ever going to identify her period. Like the yeah. end, she might as well be in wit sack at this point <laughs> because she is bundled up and all you see is a nose like walking through. And, uh, we get to go to this special check-in and even though people know who I am, you always get like that, look at this mofo, you know, like kind of thing. Because, dude, like, have you ever been to a Trump rally? I have not. Okay. 
It's like NASCAR. I'm not kidding. There's people that have been camped out there for three days. And there's the majority of people that have no intentions on leaving that night. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, they're like camped out like Woodstock. Like you cannot see where the line begins. You cannot see where it ends. And then all these people are standing in line because what happens at the Trump rally is the main area fills up. And then they've got this Titantron outside for the overflow. Right. Like, yeah. like it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. The LA Lakers don't get as many people as Trump gets. Now, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm being, I'm being serious. So, so I always feel so bad because everybody sees me a mile away walking and I'm like waving at everybody. Cause they're all like, grr, grr. I'm, I'm waving at them as I walk by them all (laughs) (laughs) while they're freezing. And I go into like the little VIP line where there's three people. (laughs) And and I always feel so bad. (laughs) You're like that person. I just uh, got in front of thousands and thousands of people. You're like that person that goes to the amusement park and has the fast pass. I, I, yeah. And I, and I'm sorry. I apologize (laughs) to everybody. I really do. To this day, it makes me feel terrible to this day. And this one, like I said, I've had I've had VIP access before. I'm sorry, but I, you know, I feel like I need to tell you this experience here. I've had VIP access before, but I've never had all access before. So so we get in and everybody's everybody's there, man. Dude, there's this there's this 70-year-old man dressed up like Uncle Sam walking around. Like, like th- this is this is NASCAR, okay? Like, like it is awesome. It's Porter Johns. Babies were made Saturday. I'm telling you. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, this is if you have never been to a NASCAR event, or if you have, that's a Trump rally. There's just no NASCAR. Like, it, it, awesome. it, it's it is it, it is pandemonium, as some people would say. Anyway. It's 32 degrees and 25 mile an hour winds. Mm -mm. And I walk immediately. They've got the main area where everybody starts filling up. And then there's this big old tent right to the next of it that you got to have this special access to get into the tent. You go in the tent. (laughs) I was, I was not going to go in the tent. I was going to go out there and suffer with everybody else. Alyssa made me go into the tent. I will blame my wife till the day I die on this. But yeah, we go straight into this tent. <laughs> and <clears throat> this is a true story. This one woman is so cold. They've got food in the tent. And they got them little warmers underneath the food trays. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yeah, it, yeah. It's got like the light, like it's a it's a flame. Yeah. Right? This entitled rich woman sees the flame. She's cold. She takes the flame out from underneath the food, sits it down, and I kid you not, she takes her shoes off and is trying to warm her feet over the flame, and she sets her sock on fire. I'm not kidding. This is really happening inside of the tent. The wind was so strong that it broke the center metal beam inside the tent, the tent falls on everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, it was a, a slobber knocker. Like <laughs> it was insane. And so then they come get me. They're like, Hey, you got to come speak. I'm like, I know that's why I'm here. <laughs> and they, uh, they take me to another tent and this tent 
is even more insulated than the previous tent because this is now the speaker tent. And the speaker tent's where I first run into Lou Holtz, man. I mean, and I beeline it to Lou Holtz. Outside of the president, he was the one I was the most pumped to see was Lou Holtz. And uh, they brief you a little bit. They're like, okay, this is the lineup, blah, 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 blah. This is what you can't say. Uh, You know, try to keep it in these boundaries kind of thing. And then they do. They take you out there and they sit you down. And man, let me tell you something. I'm going to be petty for a minute. Lord, you got to forgive me. But sitting next to me was uh, the chairman of the GOP in South Carolina, the one who hates my guts. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking to people in front of me. So he like was before me, which is great, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the further back you are, the more important you are, right? <laughs> and, and so uh he gets up there and I would say 60, 65% of the crowd just a Really? They hate this dude. And I'm sitting back there going. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. If you only had the little air horns for that. Yeah, that's right. You take it, man. You take it. And anyway, so I was full transparency. I'm sorry for this story, guys. I hope you enjoy this. If if you don't, uh, one guy, I had so many people write me about the Batman review. Mm-hmm. One guy wrote me to inform me. That he hated the Batman review <laughs> and he skipped to the last 15 minutes of the episode. So I appreciate your honesty, sir. So if you hate this portion of the show, I don't care. I'm telling you my life, guys. Here we go. All right. Anyway, Let's do it. so the people were talking and I'm sitting there. I was I was I was really nervous because full transparency. I've talked to some big crowds. This was by far the biggest crowd ever. So how many were there? When I was speaking, there was about 20,000 there when wow. I was speaking. By the time Trump got there, the max it could hold was 35. So it was booked out. And then there was people in the overflow, right? So, so yeah, there was like 20,000 people there. And so, you know, um, I'm a pretty confident guy. But at the same time, you don't want to get up there and bomb in front of 20,000 people, right? And so, rough. and so, you know, I was, I was a little nervous, uh, a little bit, uh, but then I heard all these other people go up there and talk and I was like, well, I got this <laughs> man. These people, these people, and then after I saw the chairman get booed, I was like, as if I can get up there and I don't get booed, you've done, you succeeded. I'm there. I'm in. Right. So fortunately, the uh, the floor is kind of set kind of low before you. Oh, the bar was super low. <laughs> the bar was the bar was really low at that point, which I which I I appreciated. So Mike Lindell even went before me, and everybody loves Mike. Mike Mike did a great job. Um, anyway, so um, I get up there, very humbled by it, but the crowd erupts. You know, you know, just people grab, grab, you know, people like flashing their 912 stuff, like they're unzipping their eight layers of things and they got their 912 hoodies on. And so it was really cool. I mean, it really was. Um, a lot of people wanted to hear a little bit. So, so this is, this is a little clip that I posted on Instagram. Uh, you guys can hear that really quick. I'm going to play that for you. It's just super quick. It's a one minute version of the speech, but I added a little music to it. You know, to make it. I watched it. I thought it was a nice touch. To make it more like impactful. <laughs> impactful. I didn't sound this cool 
at the time. But either way, here we go. The truth is, some of you may be feeling what I feel sometimes. The truth is, some of you may be feeling a little bit tired. Some of you may be feeling like maybe it's a lost cause. So the Lord told me to tell you this, and I'm going to tell you to it loud and proud. They may be blind, but we are not. They may be afraid to speak up, but we are not. And they may be afraid to fight, but we will fight. Americans, that is who we are. And it's time that we remember that Americans submit to no man, no government. We only submit to God. will submit to the will of the American people because you are the government's boss. There we go. I like the music. I told you. I, I added know. the music and it was like, wow. That's a, <laughs> anyway, so it was a very humbling thing. Uh, if you want to, somebody's asking where they can go to see it. Uh, RSBN, Newsmax, um, OAN, they, they broadcasted live on Rumble, YouTube, etc. before they actually went to the network at 7. So all of our full speeches are there. So that clip, if you look, there was 71,000 people just watching on that was RSBN's feed. So I don't know how many people were watching in total. And also that's just 71,000 screens. That could be more people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, at the time, I was probably talking to, I don't know, two, 300,000 people when it's all said and done, which, you know, it's pretty cool. And and so, anyway, uh, they whisk us off after that, and then we get to, I get to go talk to President Trump for a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, it was a fun experience. And, and so... Um, the, the, the big shout out goes to everybody who stood there in the cold from 12 o'clock to eight 30, <laughs> you know, by the time Trump got done. Um, and it was a really, it was a really good experience. And, and, and so for those of you who were there, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for being supportive. Uh, it meant a lot to me. Um, for those of you who could care less, this was a really boring story for you, I guess. But that's, I enjoyed it. That's kind of what it's like uh, to be on the back end of the Trump rally. They have us doing so many things in the background. Uh, you know, got to do pictures here. Got to have meetings here. Got to get set up here. Got to do this, 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 and that. By the time I got back, once they whisk us away to the other hangar where Trump actually spoke. Trump actually speaks twice at every rally event. Most people don't know this. There's a there's a private section uh, for like major donors and stuff like that where he goes and obviously thanks them because the Trump rallies are free. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the donors pay. I don't even know how much like hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, and so um, we got to do that. And that was cool. So you get to meet uh, people who are really putting their money where their mouth is on that kind of stuff. But by the time we got back to the rally, like Trump spoke three minutes after we got there. And so, like, it literally is this, it's a program. And so, yeah. you know, this is the first time I was in the program. So if I didn't get to meet you at the rally, I'm very sorry. Like I said, this was my first time in that type of part of it. And I, I truly didn't realize how busy they were going to keep me until the rally actually started. And so, anyway... Uh, there's your inside look on what it's like to speak at a Trump rally. Um, 
For those of you asking, you can get the full speech um, at any RSBN, OAN, Newsmax on YouTube, Rumble, whatever. It's all on there. So, um, okay, I think that's good for right now. Let's get into a sponsor. All right, everybody, listen up. I want to bless you this month. Okay, I want to bless you by paying off your mortgage for next month. Okay, um, what about producers? No, you're don't not. Count? You don't count because you're on the show. Crap. You know how much I'd get sued if you won. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, Good Ranchers. Okay, the company that saved this podcast from extinction when we got demonetized on Facebook is under severe attack from the radical left for supporting us, for supporting other conservative voices and supporting free speech. I need every one of you right now to show your support for this 100% American beef company. I need you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. And every single order this month, they're going to send me a list and I'm going to pick two people and I'm going to pay off your rent or your mortgage for next month. Okay. Look, not only do you get a hundred percent in America beef or chicken, you also support a conservative company and I'm going to bless you and you have an opportunity to have your rent or your mortgage paid off next month. I know times are tough. I know that everybody is hurting, but so is this company that is trying to do the right thing. So I need everybody right now to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham and make an order today. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. All right, that was Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Screaming for some reason that he's not suicidal um, after he was sentenced for his fake hate crime, uh, which is an interesting choice of words, if you ask me. I'm not suicidal. Mr. Smollett, you're sentenced to, I think, in my opinion, it's not enough, but whatever. 150 days in jail, so much time probation, so much money, blah, 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 because Jesse Smollett faked a hate crime that literally took the nation by storm. Millions upon millions of dollars of re- uh, of, of resources wasted investigating mm-hmm. this hate crime. Um <laughs> And and the thing he says proudly and boldly is, I am not suicidal to the thing. Makes you wonder. I wonder if he has information on Hillary Clinton. Um, And now, you know, three months from now, God forbid, he's going to have hung himself. um, And then it's going to go back to him saying, I'm not suicidal. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm just saying that's a very. It it could be a cry. It could be a cry for help. It's a very, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Um, anyway, just very interesting. Um, something weird happened over the other day and do not get me wrong before I play this. I don't think that Trevor Noah has just found the light or been red pilled or anything like this. Uh, but I do think that it is funny how quickly P, um, how quickly P, how quickly people are, uh, <laughs> you can laugh on the mic. Sorry, Zach. No. You don't ever have, <laughs> Zach pulls away from the mic. 
all the time. And so it sounds like I'm not funny <laughs> because Zach, Zach well, like, hides you, it. You were in the middle of it. And I was just like, ah, oh, no, you know, no, like, man. Like, let, let it roll, man. Let it roll. <laughs> anyway. So Trevor Noah said this, um, you know, like we told you the other day, I mean, Russia and Ukraine are still in war with each other. I'm trying to bring you stuff other than just that. So Trevor Noah had this to say, which I thought was, he wasn't so much giving Trump credit as he was talking about how bad Biden is, if that makes sense. Okay, so here's Trevor Noah. There's no denying that Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignore Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just like ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as President Wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'd be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here, we're here, hello? Too late, Ahmed, you made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. There is no denying that Saudi Anyway, like I said, so it wasn't so much as appraising Trump as it was just talking about how bad Biden is. But it just goes to show that that the administration is just so terrible mm-hmm. that everybody is just kind of scratching their heads, man. Like what how much worse could this possibly be? It's pretty bad when Trevor Noah is calling out how bad Biden is. Correct. No, I, I agree completely. And, and so, you know, a lot of people, um, I had some really deep conversations um, over the weekend, last weekend. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, World War One, World War Two, World War Three, And they're like, oh, this isn't going to get us into, you know, possibility of World War Three, um, you know, because it, it would have happened already. And I think a lot of people don't realize that World War One. We like didn't get involved for years. Yeah. World War II, the exact same thing. Like we didn't get involved for years in European conflicts until Pearl Harbor, right? Like we are, and I'm just trying to be realistic with everybody. The truth is, as far as this thing is concerned, we are at the first month of what could lead into World War II. Three. Um, also, it's very interesting to note that as Biden is trying to talk to Iran about buying oil from Iran, Iran shoots missiles into Iraq and hit U.S. facilities, but there's no casualties of any kind or things from what I heard uh, reported. But it just it just goes it just goes to the effect of what in the world is going on. Also, other weird things, and this isn't going to be the entirety of the show. I actually want to talk to you guys about some things. Um, Yesterday, um, it's really interesting to me that COVID disappeared, and now all of a sudden yesterday, I even made a tweet about this, it's all everyone would talk about because Obama's got COVID. Oh, I saw that. Obama's got COVID, and now they're talking about China has now locked down uh, I don't remember what city it is in China because they've had the, Hong hi- Kong? the highest COVID positivity rate since 2020. 
Um, I know Hong Kong's got it pretty bad. They're talking about the 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 new Omicron stealth variant. Oh, there's a new variant that's starting to pop up, and it spreads thirty times faster than Omicron did, but it has no signs of any increased hospitalization rates, et cetera. And it's all coming around right around the time that Pfizer CEO is saying that a fourth booster shot is now necessary, um, which all of this pretty much means Pfizer isn't going to meet its end of quarter goals. So they need a push uh, for mass hysteria um, across the board. And they get their fifth and their sixth and their seventh booster. AP fact check is added again. I made a post that said open up the Keystone Pipeline. AP fact check. They It was weird. This is what they're doing now. They didn't fact check me. The account AP fact check with the blue check mark mm-hmm. made a comment in the post I made. It was like the Keystone Pipeline is open. The Keystone XL Pipeline uh, was shut down and cut off, uh, and it wouldn't be an instant or easy thing to fix. Yeah, we know, stupid. That's what we're talking about. But 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 that's what they do. They fact check because because I specifically didn't say the Keystone XL pipeline. There's like that kid in high school that like listens for the very 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 specific thing that you missed and calls you out on it every time like you're stupid. Like that's exactly what they're they, doing. they 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 eliminate common sense intent on what I'm actually talking about. I'm talking about the Keystone XL pipeline that biden stopped finishing on the very first day of office that's mm-hmm. what i'm talking about but ap fact check knows this they, they they know these things they they know what you mean they just tried to it had almost a hundred thousand shares that's and then they're like oh <laughs> they're like, we gotta we gotta make sure that people know that he's lying and in fact i think they knew that that's why they didn't fact check me they just commented on it instead because they knew that they knew what I was saying. Oh, of course they and, did. And, and, and anyway, um, but that's what they do. Um, other breaking news in our society, gas prices are horrible. Ooh, funny story about gas. Let's go for okay, it. Okay. All right, guys, I'm sorry. Look, just, just bear with me here. So two weeks ago, I, I drive a diesel this is a joke that I forgot to say at the Biden rally, so I'm going to tell you guys exclusive. At the what rally? At, at the at the Trump rally. Okay. I was talking about Biden. <laughs> I was talking about Biden at the Trump rally. Sorry, thank you. Uh, at the Biden roast. <laughs> oh, there we <laughs> all go. All right, all right. So you know, it, it, it's real easy to get the crowd into it because I start talking about Biden <laughs> at the beginning, and I said uh, I said a joke, and I was going to lead into this joke. Um, but I didn't say it because I forgot because sometimes when you're actually in the moment, like you forget. So exclusive. All right. You guys get my this joke. Is just okay. You probably won't laugh because you're in the car, but you had to be there. All right. So I started off, started off with saying I drove here and I had to pay for it. And I had to leave a kid as collateral at the gas station. And we're hoping to pick him up later on when we get done. <laughs> thing, right? So everybody's like, ha, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then I said, gas is higher than Joe Biden's bedtime right now. And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. And then I was going to do one more. <laughs> I was going to say, the Lord says he's with you every step of the way. Well, 
Lord, I drive a diesel, so I'm supposed to start doing a lot of walking. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, and I forgot to say it. And so, anyway, you're welcome. All right, there you go. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you. Thank you very much. The, the, the crowd would have applauded. So. I think I think it right. It was it, it was the it was the in threes, right? So 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 it's it when you go to like public speaking things and stuff like this. It's the N3. So you start with the kid joke. It's ha ha ha. You start with Biden bedtime. It's ha 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 even louder. And then you hit them with that last one. And it's like super right. Like every comedian knows this. It's it's the threes. You work your way up. You work your way up. Well, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the, uh, the 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 final one. So anyway, um, okay, back to the gas story. So this shows you how stupid I am. Okay, talk about myself for a moment, if you will indulge me, and then we got to get into a sponsor. So two weeks ago, I drive a diesel. <clears throat> I know environmentalist. I don't care. Anyway, I drive a diesel, um, <laughs> and uh, two weeks ago, I I I you know I put the card in. I put the pump in. I set it to automatic. I got to go into to the gas station. Oh no! Okay, so I come back out. It had stopped pumping, and I look at the pump, and it's a hundred bucks even. And the inner OCD in me was like, "What? Like, <laughs> yes, that's awesome, man! I took a picture. <laughs> I took a picture. I posted. Some of you may remember." I posted it on my story on Instagram. I was like, can yep. you believe that this just happened? Everybody thought I was talking crap about Biden. I couldn't believe it stopped on 100 even. So you're the guy that you will try and get it on all zeros or five. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, but but the point that it did it on its own, I was like, this is good luck right here. I think I think the Lord might be trying to tell you something. All right. Graham. So anyway, anyway, go with me here. So, so a couple days later... Because I had been traveling a lot, same thing. I swiped the card. Mm-hmm. I had been traveling, so I got to pee this time. So I put it on automatic. I go in the gas station. I use the restroom. I wash my hands. Good, I good. I, uh, I buy that. a Red Bull, and I come back out, and wouldn't you know it, it did it again. <laughs> it hit 100 even again. But the... Prices were different. I, I think someone's trying to tell you something. <clears throat> I had let, dude, I wrote everybody in a chain message at this point. <laughs> I sent it to like multiple people <clears throat> in a group chat. I'm like, take me to Vegas right now. Dude, Harris, Harris <laughs> up in Cherokee, North Carolina. Let's Man, do it. Let's take do it. me up to Vegas right now. I was ready. <laughs> so <laughs> I go to the pump three days ago. And now at this point, diesel's five twenty nine. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I I swipe the card, I put it in there again, automatic, and I'm just talking to Alyssa at the pump, <clears throat> and it it cuts off, and I look, and it's a hundred on the dot again, and at this point I go, wait a minute, <laughs> 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 and I, I sure enough I start the truck. And it's not even half, it's like a little over half the tank is full. And then I realized this entire time, American Express has a safety on the cards <laughs> because the normal person doesn't spend $100 on gas and they cut the card off at $100 to make sure that people aren't siphoning gas <laughs> off your card. So this whole time, 
I've been thinking that I'm special and I've got like the Lord's blessing on my life. It was just the American Express safety on the car. <laughs> and so I have to call American Express at the gas pump and be like, no, this is really me <laughs> trying to fill up the tank. It ended up costing like $157. <laughs> and so this whole time I've been feeling like, dude, like this is awesome. Like, tell me, it was just, it was nothing. And I'm an idiot. And it took me three times filling up to figure that out. So like each time was it, was your gas tank not full? No, I was at different levels like every time. Okay. And, and so, so that's what I'm saying. Like I was slow enough where it's like, okay, it's time to fill up with gas. Right. <laughs> and so this time, because gas was so expensive, I noticed and now, now it's happened three times in a row. So, so you're getting a little suspicious. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm that stupid. Like it's you know, a good thing you did not go to Vegas. That's how dumb. That's how dumb I am. So you're getting your info from someone who's that stupid. So what does that say about you guys? That's all I'm saying. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> okay, I want to get into some of your questions that you guys have sent in, and then also I, I want to tell you about um, us uh, a conversation I had with a good friend of mine. Um, who is getting ready to jump and they're having some doubts about some things. And, and I feel like that this will speak to a couple of people. Um, but before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is, a, is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold, to protect the savings that you have, to protect what matters to you and your family, and that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver, and precious metals. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. All right, before I get into my story here, Zach just reminded me of something. So the last time we did this, uh, I was super excited for Zach because somebody somebody asked about Zach's dating life. And uh, Zach, you want to tell it? So it turns out, um, so I was hanging out with my friends on Friday night. They were at my place driving pizza and stuff. And I tell my friends, I'm like, guys, you'll never guess. Like somebody commented about my dating life on the podcast. And my friend looks wide-eyed at me. My friend... He's who's a dude. And he's like, dude, that was me. He's like, I put that on there to play a prank. I never thought it would actually get on the podcast. So it turns out it was just my friend Nathaniel just playing a prank on me. It was not actually a girl. 
I actually thought it was hilarious. Though. I think it's great. I think it's great. Someone did send me an email and it said for Zach and it Ooh. was their Snapchat name. But now I'm afraid to give it to you because I did delete it because I was like, wow, this is desperate. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's a, that, that's yeah. It's even me trying to protect you there. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> you're, you're the guardian of my dating life. Yes, I'm trying my best. Um, All girls go through grandpa. I'm not and saying come to me. I'm not saying that you guys aren't awesome, but you know, that's. It's one thing to send an email and be like, hey, I'd love to, you know, uh, correspond with, you know, Zach. And it's a whole other thing. It's like, this is my Snapchat ID. Add me. I don't I, know. I rarely I, use Snapchat too, ladies. I don't so. know what I'm getting uh, into there. And is Snapchat <laughs> still a thing? Do we still do that? Like, <laughs> is Snapchat real? Um, anyway, People okay. still use it. It, it, it exists. They do. They do. They still use it. Um, <laughs> and if they want their TikTok videos to go viral. Um, anyway. Uh, so I want to, and I'm going to get into some questions here from, from you guys, uh, here in just a second, but, but I wanted to speak to you guys. First of all, uh, as always, I want to read some messages here and, and, and I won't read, uh, the names, but, but basically I always want to try to read at least one, at least one from people. Um, and this is, uh, from a 24 year old guy and it says this. It says uh, the title of the subject line was your podcast has changed my life, which is, you know, it's, a, awesome. really, uh, it's a really good way to like get my attention, by the way. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying lie and be like your podcast has changed my life. I hope you die. Like, uh, like, you know, I mean, I guess that's a good way to get that done, too. But either way, good way to get me to open up your email. Right? <laughs> like, there we go. It says, dear Graham, I'm 24 years old. I have a five-year-old son, and my wife and I have been together since we were 13. Wow. All wow. right. Uh, I currently work for two fire departments and work construction on my off days, Dang. as well as being an infantry medic in the National Guard. Well, thank you for your service. I appreciate that. All to put my wife through nursing school. Needless to say, I don't have much time off to spend with my family. The conversation you had about not getting back the time with your loved ones really hit me. I realize that I haven't been giving my family the quality time they de they deserve. Since that since that episode, we have scheduled a camping trip. I'm not going to say where. Um, and I just wanted to thank you for the sucker punch that I needed to get my priorities straight. Um, I'm a lifetime subscriber to the Dear America podcast, and I love the new transition you guys are making with it. Uh, you guys truly are doing the Lord's work, and I can't thank you enough. Keep up the good work. I would love to see you guys come down and speak to the so-and-so area. I'm not going to say where. Thanks again, and God bless. Uh, and I'm not going to say the person's name. Uh, well, thank you guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really, yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really nice. And, and I appreciate it. And so <clears throat> the story I want to tell you guys, and, and, and maybe it inspires you, maybe it hits with you. Maybe it doesn't. And, uh, we were doing our Bible study or our small group yesterday and we were reading, I don't remember what the Bible verse was, but basically it was talking about the peace of God, right? And for those of you who don't believe in God, fine. Internal peace, whatever it is, okay? Mm. Peace within you, all right? Yeah. Let's go that route. I believe it to be the peace of God. Do you believe it to be nothing, What? what whatever? Somebody, somebody made a comment 
on my speech and they said, uh, you know, I said, Americans submit to no man, to no government. We only submit to God. Somebody was like, uh, uh, separation of church and state. Uh, we only submit to ourselves. And I wanted to write back, but Jesus is working with me a little bit. I wanted to write back. Do you realize how stupid you sound that you just said you're submitting to yourself? How do you even submit to yourself? That doesn't make any sense at all. What are you doing? Holding your breath until yourself does what you want it it's to like do? It's like the episode of The Office when Dwight beats himself up. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? The, the only people that Americans submit to is ourselves. What does that mean? That's like a riddle. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> How do you submit to yourself? The very action of submitting means that you're submitting to something else. <laughs> like, like, who are you submitting to if you're alone? Anyway, these are the people that, that, that write these comments, right? I'm a little confused. <laughs> like, it's just, anyway. Okay, back to the point. <laughs> All right, the point is, I got a friend of mine. And again, I, I, I'm not going to do names. And buddy, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it. Um, anyway. So this guy, buddy of mine, get married, three kids, has been working at the same job, good job, yeah, good job for 13 years, wow. okay, 13 years. And his father runs a nonprofit organization that deals with um, addicts, drug, alcohol, whatever it is that the system has now kicked out. These aren't kids. These are like adults, yeah. right? These are adults that have lifelong addiction problems. Truly the Lord's work type stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. it just is, right? Like, I mean, wow. What what a... There's definitely no profit in that. What a job to do, okay? But, but, but here's another thing. It Those specific jobs, it takes a very specific and particular type of person to work in that job. It would be like a combat veteran going to get, uh, you know, therapy for their PTSD, for the things that they have seen from a non combat veteran. Yeah. Right. I would have a very hard time listening to somebody that has never experienced the things that I've experienced. Tell me what to do. Cause they can't relate. There are certain things in this life that if you have no experience with, you can't talk to people about it. Yep. I mean, you just can't. Can you give like what the Bible says? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As far as life experience goes, you can't really talk to, you know, people about certain things. I was having this conversation about uh, going and speaking at some men's breakfasts across the, uh, the, the country for churches. And, you know, there's a lot of churches that have expressed some interest. By the way, putting this out there, if you are a church, because I've been doing speaking tours and I wanted to, to 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 start doing that more. If you are a church or if you think your church is interested in having me come speak to your church, email me at graham at dearamericamedia.com. Uh, I would love to talk to you, and and that's really going to be a major focus this next year moving forward, is doing, uh, you know, what's one word that's both biblical and American? Freedom, right? Like, I think mm -hmm. that, so I'd really like to do like a freedom tour through churches across Ooh, the state. that'd be awesome. Anyway, back to the men's breakfast thing. You know, Charlie Kirk goes into churches a lot, but he doesn't do a lot of men's breakfast. 
Because Charlie Kirk is a savant. He's a super smart guy. I love Charlie. I'm 35 years old. I got three kids. I haven't been famous my entire life. There's not really a whole lot that Charlie Kirk can tell me, you know, especially a 35 to 50-year-old man about, you know, struggling to pay the bills, being a man, supporting a family, you know, mouse to feed kind of stuff, right? It's not a knock on Charlie in any way. Yeah. But life experience matters in certain situations, right? It just does. Mm-hmm. It, oh, just, yeah, I agree. it just 100%. does. And it's very, it's very different. And anyway, back to my friend. So God, or <clears throat> for you non-Christian believers, his soul that he's submitting to himself to. Um, you see how, see how stupid it sounds when you say it like that? Anyway, okay, base, sorry. Something's been tugging at him for a while to leave this safe, secure, good job that he has and go and take over this ministry because that's what it is, right? It's a ministry. Yeah. Um, it's a pay decre- decrease. Uh, there is no more insurance from what I understand. And now in his final week at his current job, they're now offering him more money to stay. And so he's, he's, he's struggling, but not struggling at the same time. And so, so why do I tell that story? I tell that story because I want to talk to you. Maybe you are finding yourself in a very particular situation. Obviously, I don't think that all of you are being called to go uh, minister to addicts. But what I'm saying is maybe there's a lot of you that are thinking about something, that, 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 that something's been tugging on your heartstrings to do and things like this. And so I tell everybody that it's very important. One, you got to make sure you pray about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to make sure that you're really listening to what God's telling you to do. Um, two, you got to seek... Uh, wisdom and counsel from others that are of the same level or above of where you are. Yes. So, so, so here's the thing. Okay. And you can put this in American culture and you put this in the Christian culture as well. Uh, this is not, this is not saying that people are not worthy to be around you. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, I believe the exact opposite of that. Jesus didn't hang out with non-sinners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's just not the way it works. However, in business, business, so for the business people in here, in business, you surround yourself by uh, with people that are more successful than you yeah. are because that's the only way you learn. In your faith, you surround yourself with people that speak into you, that pray for you, that uplift you, and that honestly are further along than you are because that's how you grow. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the, the old saying, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. That's what you are. And some of you right now have got some ratchety friends. You do. You do. Some of you have got some sorry, no good friends. And you know they're sorry too. You know they're sorry because all you do most of the time, nine times out of ten, you make fun of them all the time. Oh, you know, it's it's Ben, you know, or whatever is it. A lot of times, you know, it's like a, I don't know, a Gary or a Brittany might be their name. (laughs) You know, I mean, a lot of (laughs) times. 
Her name's Gary or Brittany. We apologize. No, I'm, I'm sorry. But but you know exactly who I'm talking about. And if those of you are sitting around going, I don't have any friends like that, that's because you are the friend that everybody Ooh. else talks about. Okay? So, yes, you do. Or, yes, you are. No one is exempt from what every person on the planet deals with. Anyway, some of you got some people in your life that you need to get rid of. And what I mean by get rid of is I don't mean excommunicate them as in you're too good to talk to them. That's not what I'm saying to you, okay? Because I believe the complete opposite of that in Christianity. That's not what the Bible says. However, you do need to put a circle or a barrier around your life and your family that only certain people Mm -hmm. have access inside that barrier in that family. Now, you talk to everybody at the at the border wall, all right? Everybody. You talk to everybody the same way. You meet them where they are, right? Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about your inner fortress, okay? Your core group of whoever it is. It needs to be very select. That you allow to have access to your emotions, to your feelings, to your struggles, your desires, your wants, all of that. That needs to be a very select group of people, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you do not associate and that you do not interact on a daily basis with other people. That's not what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of you are driving right now, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. And you need to make that decision. Back to my friend. What I've learned is that the peace of God, you know, I hate the term, God's not a God of confusion or chaos. Eh, I don't really know that's true. Okay, I think we misinterpret that a little bit. And and, and the reason why is because the Bible also talks about the peace of God. The supernatural peace of God supersedes everything that we could possibly understand. I, 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 I I believe it to mean the God's not the God of internal confusion and internal chaos because God, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, a purpose driven life, you have this supernatural peace, even though the decision that you're making or the exit you're getting off on or the new road that you're going down may seem like the dumbest, most ridiculous crazy, irresponsible thing that could ever be done by the people around you. I think that's what it means. Now, granted, you can take my opinion about it all you want, but here's what I've also found out. Anybody that would speak ill of a decision that you're making that you've prayed about, you've sought wisdom about and counsel about, your spouse is on board, etc. Anybody that would say things like, dude, you're an idiot. Dude, have you lost your mind? What about what about security? What about what about this? Mm-hmm. What about that? Because I hear that a lot. Well, you know, I gotta I gotta have security for me and my family. Well, let's break that down. What is security for you and your family? You're talking about money. That's what you're talking about. I love that. We 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 attach security with money. Yep. Okay. There is no security in money. And this is why, because money can be taken away from you like that. 
well, I got to have a, I got to have a job, like a real, like a real job. I have to have a job because I have to have security. Your job's not secure. Yeah. Well, I'm a W2. I have a job. Okay. Until the company needs to cut and let people go. And then you, mm-hmm. and then you don't have a job. What, 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 what do you, what do you mean security? What, what is security? Well, I gotta have, I gotta have this job or I gotta stay in the military because, because that's secure until they want to force you to take a vaccine that you don't want to take. So don't tell me that things are secure and that with a job that pays you money, that is your ultimate security because I'm telling you right now, The salary is the bribe that people tell you to get you to forget about your dreams is the is the meme that goes around. I'm going to change that a little bit. The salary is what the devil uses to get you to not live out your purpose. Do you hear what I said? Your salary is what the devil uses to get you to not live out your purpose because you're so concerned about this salary that you make that you tie with your security, that you also put your value of yourself Mm. attached to that security, which is nothing but money. That's it. That is what you do. It's what we've all done. It's what I do. It's what everybody does. I need to drive uh, a Porsche um, GT Turbo. Why? Well, because I can't afford it. And if people see me driving around in that, they will know I made it. Or I could drive a really nice truck and take that other $200,000 and donate it to charity. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And I realize, I realize that people's situations are different. What I'm trying to get you to understand here. And I hope that you hear my words when I say this, okay? Um, I heard a pastor talk about this the other day. You know that finances are mentioned more in the Bible than anything else? Really? 2,000 times. Finances are mentioned in the Bible. Tithing, finances, stewardship in general. Any references to money is written about more in the Bible than anything. 2,000 times. Why do you think that is? It's because that's what everyone struggles with all the time. Some of you right now have stash accounts that your spouse doesn't know about. Just in case things go sideways. Some of you have money that you don't even know what to do with, that you ain't even doing anything with, but you have it just in case. Now, I'm not saying be stupid. Yes, you do need savings. Of course you do. But are you relying on your money more than God? Exactly. Exactly. There's no peace in money. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm getting at here. Okay? I now can speak from a place that I couldn't speak from six years ago. Okay? I've made money. Made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money because I've made a lot of bad decisions along the way. And let me tell you something. There, it goes back to the beginning, ladies and guys, listen to what I'm saying to you here. I know I got some proud business women that listen to this show. It doesn't matter how many zeros you have in your bank account. In fact, 
I have not met a single millionaire yet that is truly happy. I haven't met one. Not yet. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm saying I ain't met them yet. Every millionaire that I know is on blood pressure medication, anxiety medication, depression medication. Their marriage is falling apart. They don't know their kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know who some of the happiest people in the world are? Poor people? People that are living paycheck to paycheck. And why do you think that is? Like there comes a point where you have to like start to ask the questions. Why? Why do you think that is? Could it be potentially that the people that have enough to get by put their faith and their security in something else besides money? Mm -hmm. And that the supernatural peace supersedes everything. Well, yeah, well, when you trust in God, like you don't have to worry about anything else because you know ultimately the creator of the universe is watching over your, your every step. And so whether something bad or good happens, you don't you can have peace knowing that he's in control. And I think we also have to remember and this goes to believers and non-believers. I realize that we've got non-believers that listen to the show. So I'm going to try to phrase this in a way. We also get into this thing about that it's our money Mm -hmm. no it's not it ain't your money oh i work for this money yeah but somebody else paid you that money so it's never really yours not not really they got it from somewhere that got it from somewhere that got it from somewhere that's given it to you now you work for that money but it still still doesn't originate with you it goes to the point that i've said from the freedom perspective You never, ever really own anything in your life, ever. It's a lie. It's not Mm -hmm. real. It's not real. There is nothing that you own. There are so many biblical connections in our life that people just don't even understand it. The entire purpose of Christianity is understanding that this life is not our life. This life is just the the pre-roll to the real show, right? Yeah. And it's what we do in this life that decides what the next episode is, right? Well, same thing here. You never really own anything, okay? If you make a lot of money, the government takes it away. If you buy a house flat out, you still got to pay taxes every year, or the government takes it away. Mm -hmm. If you own land and you pay it all off, you still got to pay taxes on it every year that change every single year, or they take it away. Vehicles. Same thing. You can buy a vehicle flat out. You don't pay taxes on it. They take it away. You never own anything. Not really. Now, you may have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Equity in it. But it's still never 100% yours. Do you realize how, (laughs) do you realize the connection there? How biblical principles work? In America, Nothing is ever really ours. Not really. Mm-hmm. Same thing for our money. Back to the point of this guy. Value doesn't equal purpose. No purpose equals no joy. No joy equals you no longer care how much money you make. 
If you do not have joy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. And if you have joy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a weird parallel? (laughs) If you don't have joy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. But if you do have joy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. We have to realize that our joy can't be connected to finances. So I talked to this guy yesterday and I told him straight up, and I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this and this is you, you're thinking about taking that jump. You've prayed about it. You've thought about it. You've sought counsel, wisdom, guidance. Your spouse is on board, not your kids. Okay. I I love that excuse. Well, you know, me and my wife are okay with it, but you know, the kids, man, the kids just, you know, they're not good with it and they've got friends here. Who, who's the parent? <laughs> like, yeah. like, who is in charge of your house? Who is in charge of your house? You are. If you and your spouse are on board and you've prayed about this and you have peace, it ain't your children's responsibility to understand everything that you do. It's your children's responsibility to see you do what God tells you to do. Because that's what's going to transfer to when they're adults. Mm-hmm. And they have little bratty kids that don't understand every move they make. Anyway, I talked to this guy and I told him straight up. I said that, you know, value doesn't equal purpose. But man, your purpose equals a lot of value. I don't know why it's so weird how things start to manifest themselves in little sayings like that. But it's really true, right? Your value, you can make a lot of money doing something that you just do not care about. And in the end, it means nothing. Not really. Oh, you provided for your family, but they barely knew who you were. I told him straight up, and I'm going to tell you guys this, and I hope it resonates. I told him this. I said, anybody that would speak ill to something that you know God is telling you to do are people that you need to cast out of your inner circle. Not be better than... Not excommunicate them from your life because you're better than them and they're blessed Mm -hmm. to even speak to you. It's not what I'm saying to you. I'm saying that we all have an inner circle, okay? You right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The you that steps outside of your house, that goes to your job, that goes to your birthday parties, that goes to your kid's school, that goes to your church even. That's not the real you. And you know it's not. I'm talking about the real you that's in your house. With anxiety, with fear, with sickness, with with, uh, uh, deficiencies. I'm talking about that you. That maybe two or three people actually know. Mm -hmm. Okay? Me on this microphone, this isn't the real, total, complete me. This is the part of me that I allow you all to see. Yeah. The difference is I get seen by millions where some people get seen by maybe a hundred. Okay? And I realize that. But the core principle is still the same. You have to protect your core boundary, your circle. Who do you allow to see The real you, to have access to the vulnerable you, to have access. I tell people all the time, man, you can say whatever you want to say about me. I don't care. The truth is, I care a lot. (laughs) 
but I just have a very small group of people that I actually listen to what they think of me. I don't know hardly any of you that are listening to this. Your opinions, good or bad, I appreciate the good, I appreciate the bad. But in the grand scheme of it, it means not nothing to me. Mm -hmm. The opinion of my wife matters a lot. The opinion of a very few others. I love Zach to death. Zach is here. We hadn't known each other that long. Zach could tell me tomorrow that I am the worst person he's ever met. And it wouldn't affect me. Yeah. And and that's not a bad thing. Me and Zach interact every day. And Zach is a friend of mine. He really is. But just like I am not in his, he is not in mine, at least right now. Maybe one day it yeah. will. He, I'm not in his core circle, and he's not in mine, and that's okay. It takes a while to get into the core circle of somebody. It does, and in your core doesn't need to be a whole lot of people. That's another thing people confuse. Oh, I got 20, 30 people in my core. You need to shrink that core. I would be very tired if my core was that big. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> look, man, look, we do not have the time, energy, and effort to pour 100% of ourselves into everybody. Yeah. And that's actually not biblical either because that's not how it's supposed to work. Either way, back to my friend. And I, I hope this is resonating with some of you right now. Doesn't matter what they say. Doesn't matter what they offer you. Because what they say doesn't matter. How much money they throw at you doesn't matter. Because your security and your joy and your value of your purpose do not reside in dollar signs and they do not reside upon the opinions of people that do not matter. And no matter how much money you make your entire life, the second you die, guess what it means? Nothing. It means nothing but kingdom work something that god has told you to do or excuse me for those of you who don't believe in god something that your yourself told you to do god it sounds stupid when you say that <laughs> anyway do you realize how much trouble we get in all the time doing what we want to do do you realize that Oh, yeah. Nine times out of ten, doing what you want to do oftentimes hurts somebody else or hurts you in the long run. It really does. Yeah. Well, people at the at the core are selfish. Ooh, I don't care whoever I hurt. Well, you're selfish. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, now that's not, you know, words. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't care who I offend. I'm going to say the truth. Eh, people need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you need to live the life that God's telling you to do. So if God's got something on your heart, and we're not going to get into questions today because I got something else I want to say. Sorry, guys. Welcome to the new show. I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling. Some of you are listening to this right now, and some of you need to hear this right now. Mm -hmm. You do what the supernatural peace of God is giving you authority to do. Doesn't matter what anybody else says. To this day, everybody said I was crazy. And I didn't even know what I was going to do. Yeah. So don't tell me that you can't do it. And don't tell me, and I'm telling you right now, man, I had a good job. I had good benefits, had good money. 
with the army because it was secure and it was, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it was, it was a status, right? Like, oh, that's respectable. But I woke up every day and I put that uniform on and I was miserable because I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And even now, six years later, my circumstances have changed. My finances have changed. But even now, no matter how many zeros are in my bank account, I woke up and I got up every day with no purpose to get out of the bed because money means nothing if you don't have purpose and joy. It doesn't matter if you got $10 in the bank or $10 million in the bank. If you've got no purpose, you've got no joy. There's some of you right now, last but not least, I want to say this. I got another situation and I won't say any more than that, but, but, but I want to talk to some of you right now. Some of you are feeling right this second. Why can't I find the one? I had conversations with this the other day. Why can't I find the one? Why can't I do it? Well, maybe you're looking in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting older. I'm just going to have to settle. No. Don't settle. Don't do it. Don't settle. Maybe you're older. I, I hate using the thing because God hadn't sent you the one yet. No, maybe you just been doing it the wrong way the entire time. Maybe, maybe you're trying to be saved from the heartache, the pain, the anger, the hurt that will come along with continuing to go down the road you're going because you're with the wrong person. Some of you right now know that you are with the wrong person. You know you are. You know it. They're good people. I'm not saying they're abusive. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, look, if you have that kind of relationship, you need to seek help immediately. And I don't, mm-hmm. ma- I don't take that lightly. I- I'm very serious about that. I'm talking about good people with good people that are not the right people. Those are the hard ones. Oh, well, she's... You know, she's a good one, man. She, she's, she's, she's loyal. She loves the Lord. She, this and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Got a good job, good head on her shoulders. But it's just not it. Same thing for the women. Oh, well, you know, he's got a good job. He goes to church. But it's just not there. But I'm getting older. And so maybe, just maybe, I need to... Maybe I need to, no, no, the answer is no. Now, do not confuse that with you think you're perfect and you're looking for that perfect person because you ain't never going to find that. I'm not talking about people trying to convince themselves (laughs) that they're, they're on this just perfect pedestal level and they ain't doing nothing till they find somebody that is bam they are the they are the number one superstar they're gonna be single for a long time. you're gonna be single for the rest of your life i'm talking about the people that there's just something telling you that that's not it that's there for a reason there's no flaws There's nothing wrong. You realize that they're not perfect. You're not perfect either. But there's some of you right now that are listening that you know that you are trying to fit a square piece into a round hole. It's just not there. And you need to listen to that. Mm -hmm. 
I had a situation like that recently where there's I was chatting with a girl. Nothing wrong. She was fantastic Christian girl. And I mean, life's kind of busy right now. And just between that and also um, feeling like God's wanting me to do a certain thing, I was just like, I just don't feel like now's the time to do this with this girl. And so I was just like, I had to end it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is to get married. Now, now if we're being honest, I take marriage very seriously and nobody's perfect in marriage at all. And most marriages have extremely low lows and extremely high highs. But that the Bible is very clear about specific things that get you out of a marriage. And even then, it tells you that you need to work on it, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. I'm not saying I'm not a divorce is never the answer Christian. I don't believe that. I, I believe no, absolutely. Yes. This person's horrible, <laughs> you know, divorce, go find Jesus, get saved and then come back. And then maybe we'll talk about it. Either way, what I'm talking about is there is nothing wrong with telling somebody I'm sorry, but you're not, th this isn't it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and I know it hurts. I know it sucks. I hate having to fire people. I do. <laughs> I really do. I hate it. But you have to. You have to to be to be a boss, to be a leader, to, to, to be the best person you can because the wrong thing to do would be to try to hold it out as long as you can until you have now collapsed, and then you leave them just out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, Just it, done. Better to have the uncomfortable conversation than for both parties to be hurt even worse later on down the road. Correct. Very true. Anyway, okay, last but not least, I just want to leave you again with this. We put security. Everybody says that all the time. Man, security. I just got to make sure that, you know, I, and, and the reason I say that is because a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of people talk to me about jumping, taking, you know, taking a risk, uh, uh, going the direction that God wants them to go. I have these conversations all the time, either through business or through life or through marriage or whatever. Okay. It all fundamentally comes down to the same thing. If you're looking for security in a person, you're never going to find it. Mm -hmm. Not true 100% security. If you're looking for security in your finances, which is 98% of what people define security as financial security. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no. I mean, healthcare. Well, healthcare costs money. So you're talking about money. Well, no, no, I mean like a house. Well, a house costs money. You're talking about money. Well, no, 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 I mean like like to, to, to make sure I can feed my kid. Well, that costs money. You're talking about money. 98% of what people mean when they say the word security. Security ought not to even exist. <laughs> if you want security for your house, it costs money. Yeah. If you want security when you go places, it costs money. We're talking about money. Okay, <laughs> like, like security, the word security shouldn't even exist. Money. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Money does not equal security because money can be taken away from you like that. And then therefore your security is gone. A W two is just a different tax code for how you're coded in the tax system. It is no more secure than a W nine or you doing your own work, you know, researching articles on Google from your house. Like, like yeah. it, it is no more secure than anything else. Jim Carrey, and he's not the best person to quote, but he did this really good thing. He talked about his dad. 
And I'm going to change it up a little bit. This is what he said. He said he watched his dad every day get up and go to work to a job that he could care less about, but it paid the bills and provided for the family. He worked there for 20 years, only to one day show up to work and they say, we're sorry, we're making cuts. We've got to let you go. So Jim Carrey learned right then that you can work your whole life and still lose doing something you hate. So you might as well take a chance on something you love. That's what he says. So I'm going to change it up for you here, and we're going to end it with this. You can work your whole life working a job that you don't really care about, that has no real purpose, no real nothing. And it either gets taken away from you, or in the end, you look back. The number one thing that senior citizens say, you have any idea? They wish they would, they wish they would have done more? They wish they would have taken more chances. Mm. That is the number one thing that senior citizens say. The number one, and it's not even close. I wish I would have taken more chances. So you might as well live your life. Instead of doing something you love, because love is a feeling, you might as well live your life with a purpose-driven life. That your purpose is what God is telling you to do. And maybe that is go work the shift work job. It could be. Maybe that is that. More time to be a dad or a wife or a mom or a grandfather or a grandmother, whatever it is. Or maybe it's to take a 40% pay cut because this job is actually going to fulfill your spirit to where, yeah, even though you don't have as much money, you have more you. And more you enriches the lives of your wife, your kids, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your inner circle. You don't know. Maybe what's holding you back is that illusional security that is money. Maybe the entire time what you need is to lose some of it to realize what actually matters in this life. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all we got for this episode today. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to share this episode on your social media. Uh, Share it through your text messages. Share it with your friends. Leave us a comment and leave us five stars. It helps so much for us in the polls. We appreciate it. We love you guys. We'll see you guys later. Um, That's it. We'll see you again next time.